With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to another episode of the Anything But Football podcast with my co-host, Matt Goldman, and myself. Matt, how was the Christmas season for you? How have you been through all this break and after taking last week off from recording? Well, uh, Christmas break was pretty good, Mick. Uh, enjoyed just chilling out, not having to worry about anything. Got to watch a lot of sports. Yeah, and just spend time with the family. What about you? Good. And I think it was Thanksgiving we, we fell to it. But luckily on Ohio State, team, we didn't have any of the, the, uh, the great holiday, the holiday commitments that all these guys love to do. So it was, all, it was a silent Christmas day on the, on the work front, which was nice. But it was great to just see some family, spent the little few that we got to see and getting to spend some time with some different people. But you guys don't come here to t- listen to our Christmas days. You come here to hit, listen to sports that aren't sports that are going on in Ohio State that aren't necessarily all basketball or all football. So, But since what's go- that's what's going on right now, we're going to go into the basketball game. And we've got two games. We, we really got to see the full Ohio State basketball roller coaster this past week when it comes to the Rutgers win and the Northwestern loss. Um, so to, we'll start off with recapping a little bit of the, uh, the Rutgers win. And we'll throw it to our – first off, we'll start with our resident New Jersey native here, Matt Goldman. He can give us a breakdown both sides. First off, very cold here in New Jersey. Just it might not be it might be similar to Ohio, but it is freezing now. Today it's just thirties every day, so got to wear my big jacket. But Rutgers, my home state team, uh, no Cliff Omori, the starting center who I got to see in high school a lot for Roseau Catholic. He was the number forty sixth recruit in the country. Uh, Commander Rutgers was the big in state commit for the Scarlet Knights, but. He's out with, uh, I believe it was a knee sprain, so he's going to be out. It's for a pretty big amount of time. I think it was indefinite at the moment. And Rutgers just wasn't the same without Big Cliff starting live. That's what, that's what his nickname was, Big Cliff in high school. So Ohio State was down 16, came back and won by 12. 80 to, 60, 80 to 68 was the score, and upsetting the number 11 team at the time, Rutgers, and we were number 23, Ohio State, is a big win for this program. I think it showed how legit Ohio State was, but at the same time, that's what's going to happen in the Big Ten all year. We're already seeing upsets happen. We saw the Northwestern one, which we'll discuss soon. We've seen Minnesota beat Iowa. We've seen Northwestern and Michigan State beat each other up. Michigan State's at the bottom of the Big Ten. There is going to be a lot of weird games that happen, but it's just a part of the season. And I mean, it's 2020, so it, it makes sense at this point. But the big t- takeaway I take from Rutgers I'll start off with, and then I'll flip it to you, Mick, is Miles Johnson. Miles Johnson, two points fouled out in the game he was coming in he was one of their leading scorers not ron harper jr's the leading scorer who averages 24 points a game who's i believe sixth in the country in lean in points per game and miles johnson who's their big man who's solidified down low who's been one of the stronger players in the big 10 this year only at two points so ohio state took away their other big guy no cliff playing from the injury and no miles johnson which was a big benefit as he only played 15 minutes shot one for two so I think that was a big win for Ohio State. And being able to take away Johnson was pretty much took away a lot of the offense besides Harper Jr. for Rutgers. What about you, Mick? Yeah, it was pretty much like you said. 
it's awesome to see when we talk about it. We 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 noted early in when we started previewing all this that obviously didn't have the size a lot of these Big Ten teams have. So they were going to have to be smart about their fouls, smart about their physicality. And so far, they lived right up to that. They did it a lot when it comes to the bigs that they had against Notre Dame, which was a good test. Um, I I didn't watch the Purdue game, so I can't speak on that here. But like you talked about, Miles Johnson was supposed to be one of the big, bigger, better premier big guys in the Big Ten. And to hold him to two points, get him to foul out, that just shows you that the work that they talk about in football, that your best defense is a good offense. And I think you get to see that a lot with a guy like EJ Liddell going down and making guys work on the block, being crafty, being creative, despite being on the shorter end. It makes these bigger centers have to work hard to slow him down. And that's what's just sort of been happening is they, they, they don't have enough to go and get, like they don't have enough to go 40 minutes with the athleticism that CJ brings. And you might see it. You know, there's going to be, obviously there's going to be nights where CJ gets, I mean, where EJ gets the, uh, gets beat up a little bit by these bigger guys, but you're also going to see nights where you, like you saw with Miles Johnson, where he just takes them out of the, takes them out of the game because they can't, can't contain them. My other big takeaway obviously was we talked, we have talked about Dwayne Washington Jr. All year. We've harped on it. We, we've we talked about his efficiency and he, but he stepped up. He, he was, he was the guy that Ohio state needed in this game to be ten, like, play at a high level. And he did that. He led the game with 20, 22 points, had a, had some nice rebounds, nice assists. I mean, he played a good all around game. And that like, we've talked about, like I mentioned earlier in the season, I thought this dating back to when they season into last year, this team goes where goes as well as Dwayne Washington can take him. And we'll talk about that more as we can get into the Northwestern loss and his numbers in that game. But that's what this team is, is they are at a level where they need Dwayne Washington to go, and he went against Rutgers. It was also just good to see them. I mean, it was good to see them face some adversity and come back from it right there in that, that Rutgers game. And, I mean, Ron, Har- Ron Harper Jr. was, as advertised, put up 20 points. But you look, we, we sort of come through it. You see 8 of 20, 4 of 10 from the three-point three point line. So he, he, he wasn't the greatest shooting night in the, Ohio State gave him some, and he got he he got his own shots in some ways. But for the most part, they also limited not not only to take away Miles Johnson, but they also limited one of the better scores in the Big Ten. I mean, to only twenty, but they they made him take a harder shots. Um, Matt, you kick it off because I didn't see any of the Northwestern game. You saw more than I did, and let's talk about that loss, that one point loss right there. Yeah, so it was a hard game to watch because EJ played well. Kyle's now tracking in the right direction. I think that Rutgers game really set him as he had a double-double, 17 points, 12 rebounds in that Rutgers game. So that was the high of the game, in my opinion, that we're seeing now Kyle Young get back to the, his old days. Now Kyle's continuing. He had 14 points and eight rebounds, so he did well. And then EJ Liddell, 15 points, eight rebounds. I think for Ohio State, their issue was turnovers. Uh, turnovers, they had 10. Northwestern only had five. They weren't sloppy with it. They didn't have some ter- some bad decisions, and that cost Ohio State. Literally until last second, Ohio State was winning, and Bowie, uh, I believe what his name is, Boo Boo Bowie, yes. I was going to say Papa Bowie, but uh, Boo Bowie, that guy played extraordinary and was able to help him with the Western win, but I think what I saw is C.J. Walker has not been playing amazing right now. He had that late foul at the end of the first half that was very costly. As time ran out, Northwestern was able to shoot two free throws at the end when the clock said 0-0, and they got two points, and Ohio State lost by one point. So if it wasn't for that foul, potentially, what I'm thinking is, hey, Ohio State wouldn't be in that position because there was no longer 
the game wasn't going out any longer, so it was just two free free throws at this point, and just wasn't smart decisions by C.J. Walker, but Miller Cop also their forward, he was extraordinary, 23 points, and I don't think Ohio State was able to stop him really, but Ohio State's also, as we talked about before the show started, that Ohio State's trying to go a little smaller is what we've been seeing, which is why we didn't see much of Zed Key in this game. Zed Key only like five minutes, and that's not what I was expecting. I expected Ohio State to pull a little bigger, I guess, because maybe the size advantage would be in their, in their favor, but we didn't see him because we now are seeing Seth Towns. Good sign for the Buckeye fans, obviously, because now we want what everyone wanted to see is Seth Towns. The 2017-2018 Ivy League MVP is now playing for Ohio State, and he's slowly getting there. He's intervals, it looks like, of playing time. He keeps going up. Now in the North, in the Northwestern game, played. Uh, he was in the double figures for minutes, so he was able to keep it going and progress. But we're not now. We're gonna see in a way that he died go down a little bit and digress. So this should be interesting. Ohio State's now 25 in the country. And yeah, I just I thought they could have played a little harder and they could have been a little less sloppy is what I'm trying to say. And the decisions weren't the best. Yeah. You mentioned it right there. You talked about this, the, the turnovers, obviously. Chris Holman's going to harp on that. A lot of people, you wouldn't lose games with committing dumb fouls, turning the ball over. But what I think we need to talk about and what we really need to break down here is this three-point shooting percentage number. If you're going to take 20 attempts, you want to make you want to make more than four, and that's all they got. Like you, we, you mentioned Seth Towns, and it was great to see him back on the court and playing and doing what he was known to do in the Ivy League. He had 11 points. He was three or four for shooting. But outside of that, the Ohio State team made four threes, and Seth made Seth Towns made one of them. Dwayne Washington, I mean, Seth made three of them. Dwayne Washington made one of them, and nobody else on the team hit a three-point shot the whole game. Not Justice Suing, not C.J. Walker, not Eugene Brown, who didn't even attempt one, not Justin Arns, who only uh, – Justin. I don't know what the deal is with Justin, but not even Justin Arns got an attempt off from three-point land. Um, it's just we – t- we saw it in the Rutgers game also. If you look back and look at the first-half splits for the Rutgers game, they shot 10% in the first half, one for 10. They were sort of able to come back to life a little, come a little back in that second half, and they shot they shot thirty three percent, three and nine, which is better. Only four, you to win a game in the Big Ten, you make you need to make more than four three pointers in a game, and that's just Ohio State was able to get it, pull the game out because, like we talked about in the Rutgers game, they got Miles Johnson out of the inside, and that that's obviously a great help. But if you're going to be a team that's playing, that's going to play discipline, not turn the ball over, and not commit stupid fouls, you got to hit more more than four three pointers. I it's just going to be a struggle to see Ohio State's team have to try and do that week in and week out and game in and game out because I don't know if they have that. Dwayne Washington, like we talked about, it's a roller coaster. It's going up and down. Um, maybe Seth can bring that spark. Maybe um, Justin can sort of find himself again. It's just all going to depend on what happens in that game and what, what Ohio State can do. Um, going forward, you, we got a game up against um, Nebraska, who is, seems to be one of the lower teams in the Big Ten, obviously not the lowest because, like you said, the vaunted Michigan State Spartans are falling, have fallen from the high, from, fallen from the high ranks, and they're now now bottom dollars this season. But um, Nebraska is a team that is, I think, sort of still in transition under Fred Hoiberg. Um, some tra- some transfers, some young, young classes, and everything. They're working to build that program. I haven't got to watch much of them this year, but I mean, every game out in the Big Ten is going to be tough. But like we talked about earlier in the year, if you want to be one of the top teams in the Big Ten. This needs to be a win. This doesn't need to be a game that comes in question. 
So Matt, what are you looking forward to? What are you sort of knowing you want to see for this Nebraska game? So Nebraska is a two, two man team, in my opinion, it's Teddy Allen, Delano Banton, Banton. I said that correct. And Teddy Allen averaging 18 points a game, Delano Banton averaging 14 points a game and Banton also averaging five rebounds, three assists, two blocks. So he, he's doing the show pretty much. And these two guys is what I guess you, you mentioned it. It's transition. Fred Hoiberg, first year. He's still getting used to this whole college. He's back in the college basketball life after his Iowa State tenure a long time ago, and then the Chicago Bulls and the NBA. But this Nebraska team doesn't have the talent that Ohio State has, just to put it there. Nebraska's four and five. They have fell to every team dramatically this year. They haven't really had any close losses. Their wins have been against some opponents that are not even that strong. They got destroyed by Creighton. They have lost every game so far in the Big Ten. They lost to Michigan last time and then Wisconsin right before that. So this team just kind of lacks talent at the moment. I think, again, that's the repercussions of having a first-year coach because you're not he's not the one recruiting these guys. He's now in the transition, in the phase to recruit these guys. So he's getting scraps from, I don't remember the old, Nebraska coach his name by off the top of my head but he's getting the scraps of him now of this team so he's not he's not so used to these guys but I think where Ohio State's going to have the upper upper hand is in the front court play I just think Delano Banton and Tony Allen Teddy Allen one they're guards so that's CJ and Dwayne's cup of tea right there they gotta go after them take advantage of them but I think it's where we're going to see shine is Kyle and EJ tomorrow night and 6.30 p.m. on the Big Ten Network, just letting everyone know. And we're going to see Kyle and EJ just take over, make their presence felt in the paint, and do their thing tomorrow. But I wanted to get your opinion before we hear about your Nebraska takes. Where do we see a balance? Because Ohio State, I think, I feel like has lost similar talent within Justice, Seth, Kyle, EJ, Dwayne, and Zed. How, how do you strike a balance in that Mick where with coaching, like within playing them, like, are you trying to play them all at once? Are you trying to summer in at one time, summer in another time? What do you do that? Cause I feel like Ohio State has a lot of similar playing guys and that all can do similar things in a way. Yeah. It, the, the difficult balance is uh, Ohio State. And I imagine Chris Holman's going to again figure this out. I, I imagine well, obviously Jake D the Ryan Pete and Terry Johnson, all the assistant coaches have sat down and sort of talked about this. Like you, you mentioned Zed Key, Kyle Young, and E.J. Liddell. They're smaller, below 6'10", forwards and centers in the Big Ten, which is not ideal. Um, so you can either lean into that fully and make Seth another one of those four guys, or you can go small in the, in the paint and go big on the wings and play guys like Justice and Seth. Play Seth at like a three, play Justice at a two, and that gets you two big wings. But then again, we also have two talented guards when you look at Dwayne Washington Jr. and C.J. Walker. So I think that – that's sort of going to have to be the idea is that um, I, it's just going to be a balance of whether if you think Dwayne can really take over this team as the lead guard or if it's going to be all at CJ. I think we don't see Seth pass potentially a six-man role unless Justice continues to fall like he sort of has been. Um, I think Justice and Seth are similar players. I think you can play them on the same court at the same time, and it still makes sense and work for you. Um, other than that, I, I'm not exactly sure on that answer. Because I, I think, like you said, they're very similar. And it just all depends if Ohio State wants to continue to look more at small forward, like having a ton of small forwards and centers, or if they want to do that 
and coupled with having big wings, and we just don't know that yet. Um, like you said, I I don't know much about Nebraska, but it's a team you need to beat. When you look at Nebraska's four wins that you mentioned on the air, it's against McNeese State, North Dakota State, South Dakota, and Doan. I don't know what Doan is. I didn't know it was a college, <laughs> but but they beat them by a, over thirty points. It's they they have not they have yet to beat a team that's legitimately good at playing basketball, and that's why it just needs to be a win that Ohio State goes and beats the Cornhuskers with ease. That they should not be able to come into value, um, yeah, the Schottenstein Center, Value City Arena, whatever it is, and beat Ohio State on their home court. That's just not the team that Nebraska has. Um, other than that, you keep out for Matt. I know Matt will be on top of all this sort of stuff, posting updates, giving off his thoughts on the game. Um, if you come over to my Twitter tomorrow night, it will not be about the game. I've got a three-piece of Ohio State, of Ohio high school basketball games I'll be hitting up. Um, no commits. I've already seen Bowen. I need to find time to go out and see Kalen. Um, shout out to Malachi Branham, who just hit a thousand point mark in high school, uh, I believe, a night ago. And then, other than that, um, I'll be seeing the Rent Rice is a 2023 wing that I've talked about that goes to Wayne High School. Um, it's also an awesome chance to see um, Emil Wagner, which is a football target for the Buckeyes on the hardwood. He's going to be playing some big minutes as a center for the Wayne, the Wayne uh, Warriors. Yeah, that's what it is. Are and we then, seeing um, any uh, Chet? Chatter going on with the Buckeyes. What is the odds that we I, land number one guy in the country? I don't believe the ch- chatter is going to pick up, and I, I just mm-hmm. don't think it's going to happen. I, I do think we need to start watching. I think Efton Reed is going to maybe start trimming his list down, cut it down to maybe the two or three schools. We talked about Michigan sort of filling up their center spot. I think they're out. I think it's sort of starting to come mm-hmm. down. A pro option for January is from or Ohio State. I think Ohio State and Ryan Peden have done a great job sort of selling him on that, on what he could be at Ohio State, selling that he could be expanded into a bigger and better Caleb Wesson role. Um, other than that, there's not a ton of recruiting news. Um, I can, I know Bowen's, Bowen's obviously been playing, playing well down for Princeton. Um, Bruce, I've, I've seen some, I've, I've seen some highlights of Bruce, and Bruce is tearing it up down there on one of the best public school teams in all of the country, not just Georgia. Um, other than that, I, I didn't, we do, we can touch on it here. Um, I don't know how to say the name of the school, but it's a very prominent basketball prep school out in Utah. Roddy Gale Jr. Did transfer down there and that's, that's awesome for him because his school was, I believe in New York was still hesitant on even starting to kick the tires on basketball. So he'll be down there. Yeah. That's also with New Jersey. Yeah. He was, they're hesitant on that. So it's going to be interesting to see him take on top competition in these next two years. Cause a lot of people obviously, coming from Niagara Falls, New York area, instead of New York City area, is something that a lot of people have questions about. So he's going to go and get like a top schedule, like a Montford and IMG, those sort of schools is where we'll see Roddy. And hopefully eventually I can get down and go see, go see maybe Efton, go see Bruce, go see Roddy. I've already seen Bo and I need to see Malachi and Kalen. So I want to see those other guys in 22. I want to see Efton and hopefully we can get some more recruiting chatter. I do expect Efton to cut his list sometime soon. I'm not sure when. It's actually something I've been told a few times recently. Well, actually, not even recently. Dating back for a few months, and I just don't. I think Efton wants to really understand all options he has. Let's let's keep in mind this is a guy that he floated the idea out to college basketball coaches if he if he could enroll at the beginning of this season, and that's just a hard time to sort of come in because he he he's doing a process grad year down at IMG. That's just a hard time for him to come in and do that sort of stuff. That's why he's still hanging out at IMG. And um, I obviously, I think this is a guy you're not going to see until probably whatever the next, I believe it's March, maybe April is when the next signing period is for basketball. 
you, we won't know any def- anything definite about after until then, but Ohio State's going to be up there. Ohio State has a great shot. As I've tried, as we try to detail as much as we can with a quiet guy like Efton. Um, other than that, I don't think there's very much overall basketball recruiting news to talk about. Like yes. I said, I'll go, I'm going to be after some games. Um, the Buckeyes got to get a, a get. You got to get the win against Nebraska. Um, final thoughts here, Matt. What's going to happen on Friday evening against Clemson? Go. You put me on the spot right there. Uh, it's going to be punches back and forth thrown. Not physically. I'm just saying it's going to go back and forth constantly. We're going to see Trevor do his thing. Travis Etienne is a threat all time. Uh, Nevada Bucks already said that stopping Trevor and Travis is the two biggest things for uh, the Buckeyes defense to do. But I think it's going to be – I think Buckeye fans – should be optimistic, but at the same time, it have to be realistic is how I put it as, because this is not, this is not any opponent. This is Clemson. This is Dabo. This is the best quarterback in college football. This is one of the better running backs in college football. This is one of the better overall teams in college football. So, you know, I, I got to optimistic. So I'm going to take the bucks in this game. Give it, I give it five points. I think Buckeyes win by five. What about you? Um, I I do think it's interesting. Dabo is known as a guy that's continuous and continuously sort of shut up and let other guys <laughs> let let other teams create bulletin board material for his team. I do think it's interesting that he's sort of being the aggressor on that. I don't think that's very much his nature. Obviously, I, he's a well thought out dude. He's got a motive with it. Um, I I think Ohio State all around. I think like. Alex pointed out in his ADEX, so go check it out. But I think Ohio State's wide receivers against Clemson's defense is going to be the key. Um, Clemson's defense is good. I don't think they're as good as they were last year, and I think that's to be understood. It's the same can be said with Ohio State. You lose Chase Young, you lose Jeff Okuda, you lose Damon Arnett. Um, the one that I've been feeling that Buckeyes missed the most this season is Jordan Fuller. You lose a guy like that, and you're going to totally be hurt. Agree. But um, you see it with Ohio State's football uh, – Clemson's football team as well. They lost a lot of guys. They're very young. Um, but I think the, the talent sort of around Justin Fields is better than their talent around Trevor Lawrence. Now can Trevor Lawrence make that talent better than Justin Fields can do it? I'm not sure. I think if we get Justin Fields like he was a lot of last season and even parts of this season, um, contrary to what he was against um, Northwestern uh, Indiana, it's gonna, it could be a good result for the Buckeyes. Um, we'll go Ohio State by three. I just I think Ohio State can pull this one out, and I I do think it'll be it'll be scary because I think this is going to be a board that it's going to be a post that we see on our board the day after if Ohio State does lose to Clemson. I think people are going to try and come after Ryan Day's job because the expectations are so high, and it's just going to be interesting to watch. I don't I don't believe that would be the appropriate step, but you know that I think that's what ludicrous Ohio State fans like to do. Whenever, I mean, if we were in the Michigan position, maybe, I guess, but you're playing at the number two team in the nation. So I think I understand where Buckeye fans might come from, but at the same time, I think that's a little ridiculous and outlandish. But I think another thing for Ohio State is that I don't know where our tight end action has been this year with Jeremy Rucker and Luke Farrell, but I just want to see more of them because Jeremy Rucker came in as the number one, uh, number one tight end in the country coming out of Long Island. Why haven't we seen more? I know we have the weapons at wide receiver. I know Trey and Master have been pretty solid this year, but I just wish that the tight ends would be more represented in this offense because I think, at least for Rucker, he's a better uh, route runner than Pharrell's, but Pharrell's a great 
blocker, but I just wish we could see them be more included in the game plans. Yep, and hopefully that's what I, I imagine Ryan Day and all the different offensive minds in that program have been going crazy, trying to input, input things, create plans. Um, Matt's just trying to get a little love to his New Jersey guy. Sorry, I think – I think I think Rutgers a New York guy, but I think Matt Matt still appreciates the, the East Coast vibes. But um, tune in, hopefully we can come back and you guys come back and listen next week for another episode of Anything Football. Thanks for tuning in and have a great week, great weekend. And uh, here's the two Buckeye wins tomorrow and then on Friday. Bye. Go Bucks. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.